Section 21 of Constructive Conscious Control of the Individual by F. Matthias Alexander. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Conclusions Psychophysical Attitude. In the course of this book, I have dealt with various human defects, peculiarities, shortcomings, and imperfect uses of the psychophysical organism, which tend to increase during the process of growth and development and too often become established as bad habits long ere adolescence has been reached, the sum total of the experiences involved being the foundation of what is called mental attitude. The attitude of the human creature towards the functioning of his psychophysical self and towards the employment of this self in the activities of daily life is the be-all and end-all, and only those who possess the key to this storehouse of their psychophysical experiences, inherited or acquired, can reach that stage of understanding of their psychophysical reactions to stimuli which justifies an optimistic view of any efforts that may be made for man's uplifting. The understanding to which I refer is that understanding of the psychophysical processes present at the varying stages of the human creature's growth and development, which are responsible for manifestations, the proper understanding of which is essential to any satisfactory consideration of cause and effect, primarily in connection with activities concerned with the development of the human creature himself, and secondly, in connection with his activities outside himself when applied to the act of living in the complex round of social, religious, political, moral, educational, industrial, and other experiences in civilization. The human creature continues to rush from one extreme to another on the end-gaining principle in his attempts at reform or physical improvement, and the point just made as to what is necessary for the primary and secondary understanding of cause and effect is of the utmost importance in this connection, and in any estimate of schemes for the uplifting of the human creature that are likely to prove permanently satisfactory. What probability is there that any one of these schemes of reform will do anything but make conditions more chaotic until the individual's concern have been re-educated on a general basis and reorganized as a psychophysical unity? For, in the last analysis, it is the creature's individual reaction to the stimuli resulting from the individual conception of that scheme of reform that matters, even if the scheme, taken by itself, might be considered a satisfactory one. This leads us back to the theme of conception which has been outlined, and in connection with which we have endeavored to show that only in a state of coordinated activity, in which the organism is functioning near its maximum, can we hope for anything approaching a satisfactory conception of new and unfamiliar ideas or experiences? Hence the necessity of having an understanding of cause and effect, primarily in connection with the functioning of the organism itself. For it is only after we have solved this problem in the individual that we can safely pass on to the secondary consideration of cause and effect in connection with the problems of everyday life. Only then shall we be justified in asserting that individual reactions to stimuli will be the reactions of a controlled human creature whose employment of the processes of reasoning in the activities of life prevents the undue and harmful excitement of the fear reflexes and emotions, 
especially when he is called upon to deal with those new and unfamiliar situations or problems which are the natural outcome of all processes tending towards advancement on the evolutionary plane. End of section 21 End of Constructive Conscious Control of the Individual by F. Matthias Alexander